There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. In April of 2022, the Manassas Community Baptist Church of Blaine, Pennsylvania, hosted our King James Bible Conference. Pastor John Asquith, who is the pastor of the Black Creek Baptist Church in Black Creek, New York, was our guest speaker for three nights of conference. We've taken these messages and we've broken them into 15 podcasts, so that'll be three weeks, approximately 15 minutes per day, of King James Bible instruction and teaching. And Brother John deals with the history of the King James Bible. He deals with the authority of the King James Bible. And then lastly, he deals most of all, most importantly of all, I should say, He deals with what the King James Bible can do for you. And so I pray these messages are a help. I pray that they're a blessing to each of you as you listen to the conference. Now go with me and and, uh, I want you to go to, let's see where we're heading here next. All right, 1 Kings chapter 8. 1 Kings chapter 8. Look at verse 6. And the priest brought in the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord unto his place into the oracle of the house to the most holy place even under the wings of the cherubim so when this temple was made one of the things that happened in this was the priests brought that ark into a place and they called it the oracle i know in greece i never went to visit i'm not much of a tourist all right i can live next to something never go see it never care if i ever see it but the thing is, they had a place called the Oracle of Delphi. What was that? It was a place where there was a mountain and there was a crack in it and steam would come up so they'd get all, you know, flipped out and, you know, decide the gods are speaking to them from there. Had a temple there and the different uh, priestesses would come out and speak. And so people would go and think, I need to go here. The Oracle, what is that? A speaking from God. Here, this room of the temple is called the Oracle. Why? Because it's the place where God spoke to them. Okay, now we don't have anything like that on the earth today. All right, uh, maybe Joel Osteen. All right, but no, we don't. All right, we don't have anything like that today. There's no place like that built where you're going to go and find this awesome place where God is going to speak. Part of what makes us Bible believers is we believe that God has given us that in the Bible. Okay? That these words of God are collected into one place and that we have them. That's part of what distinguishes us as Bible believers. Okay? So go with me, if you would, to the book of Ezekiel. We're going to go to Ezekiel chapter 3. We'll look at Ezekiel chapter 3 in tomorrow's podcast. And thank the Lord, and again, Brother McVeigh, I thank you for the chance to even do this podcast, and I hope the folks get a blessing out of it. And tomorrow or whenever else you put this podcast on, we'll start in Ezekiel chapter 3. 
All right, well, let's, now we're in Ezekiel chapter 3, and we're going to start today's podcast, which is today anyway, all right? But we're going to start today's podcast, and Ezekiel chapter 3, and we're going to look at verse 27, and we're going on with this idea of the oracles of God and how God speaks. But look at verse 27, but when I speak with thee, this is God speaking to Ezekiel, but when I speak with thee, I will open thy mouth, and thou shalt say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God. He that heareth, let him hear. And he that forbeareth, let him forbear. For they are a rebellious house. You know what was hard about listening to God? Very few people ever got anything directly from the words of God out of his mouth. Very few people ever did. Most of the people had to get it from a man. And you know what? They were rebels. They hated getting things from a man. They hated it. They didn't like it. They were a rebellious house. But God told Ezekiel, I'll speak to you. You'll speak to them. But they're a rebellious house. But then the words of Ezekiel are put into a book. We can read them. We can find out what was said. But you want to know something? If you were to take these words right now and read them into as an act of Congress, isn't anybody going to listen? Some of you remember the old Rocky and Bullwinkle cartoons. And... One of the most horrible things that happened was when Boris and Natasha invented a spray that made people stupid. And they were going to conquer the United States with it. And eventually they won because they sprayed it on Bullwinkle and he was so stupid it didn't affect him. But, but before that, they're running around and they decided they had to go warn Congress. So they run and there's exit picture shows them looking down the rotunda, looking down there and they look at each other. They've already been here. <laughs> but... The idea is is this, as a nation, we may have on our coins in God we trust. There may be wonderful statements on Supreme Court walls about God and His commandments. But as a nation, we have turned from the words of the living God. This is the crisis of the nation. We're not going to go ahead and, and change America. You can change your home. And maybe, maybe by the grace of God, you can convince your neighbor to change his home. But you want to know something? If that had happened in enough homes, we'd have a good country. Okay? The whole problem is, you know why they were able to take the Bible out of the schools? Because it had been taken out of the homes a generation earlier. You know why they were able to take the Bible out of the courts? Because it had been taken out of the churches and the homes a generation earlier. It's gone. It's not in there anymore. And as a result, when they took it out, oh, a few people hollered and screamed and yelled and did this or did that. But it hasn't changed a thing. And so we march ever onward to Sodom and Gomorrah, ever onward, downhill. Why? Because the very words of God are neglected. They don't need to be neglected in your life. They can be more important and you can esteem them more than your necessary food. Okay? And it might well be. Let me tell you something. I know there's, in the kind of people I'm hanging out with, there's not a lot of people who have respect under President Joe Biden. I know you have respect to the presidency and I thank God for that. But keep in mind, he has stated a couple of times with no one contradicting him that we're in for food shortages. Why? Because one quarter of the world's grain supply is at war with each other right now. Okay? 
One of the things that God does when he's angry with a nation is turn it over to a reprobate mind, which he did using the Supreme Court and brought in absolute sodomy in this country. And everybody said, oh, it's just to let them have freedom. Not anymore. They're taking little four-year-old boys and turn them into girls and taking little six-year-old girls and turn them into boys. Okay? It's gotten to the point. Now, do you realize... England about 20 years ago did a survey and found that really only about one out of every hundred people were living a sodomite lifestyle. The generation now that's just getting out of high school, 30%, 30% claim to be one of that alphabet of LBGQUITGH or whatever it is. 30%. In another 20, 30 years, they'll be running the counties, the schools, and all those things. It's part of what God does to a nation. God does it. It's a punishment. One of the other punishments is hunger. Now, I know people, well, they won't get me. I've got a knife in my boot, and I've got a gun, and I've got a cellar full of food. You'll be the first they'll kill. You want to, if it all runs down, and there's not enough food, okay? And gangs from the cities are coming out trying to steal from the Amish farmers, and they will, okay? And they're all trying to find out, you know, what they can have. You know what I want to be? I want to be a person that when times were good, I tithed my money. I gave to everyone I ever saw that needed, okay? Whatever I saw was necessary, and that no person ever went hungry that I saw. And then I took of what I had and liberally used it for the things of God. I'd rather be that person than to have some three years of food down in a root cellar somewhere. Okay? I think I'll get along a lot better. Okay? And if God can't feed me with the ravens, I don't need to eat. Okay? I do esteem the words of his mouth to be more than my necessary food. You know, one of the other things that comes upon a country is military humiliation. We've just begun. Military humiliation, okay? Send Russian soldiers and Chinese soldiers and we'll send guys in pink panties and not sure if the girls are boys and run out there and, you know, going to fight them. You can laugh. You really think God will stand behind that kind of an army? Has he ever? It's called military humiliation is just beginning. Just beginning, the shame of, of a great nation, okay, and what it goes through. Those are the judgments God puts upon the nation. I hope that the old people in my church never have to live to see that. It's what I hope, okay? I'm 68. Will I see it? I hope to live 20, 30 more years. I can't imagine God allowing things to go on for 20, 30 more years. I just can't imagine it. You know, I stood at Clark Air Force Base in Angeles City after the first George Bush failed in his negotiation with the Philippine government. They said, no, we don't want American troops here anymore. And they just couldn't wait to take Clark Air Force Base. That huge thing. And I watched the last airplanes, F-16, fly out of there. I watched it personally. 
And the very next day, I watched Mount Pinatubo. I watched with my own eyes Mount Pinatubo blow up and cover that base. I watched it. Okay? We have a great God. I stood at a riverbank with a pastor who had been cheated out of a big piece of land. He'd been cheated out of it. And he and I stood there and watched as a river brown with mud rocks the size of houses rolling down that river. The river's hot to the touch, the mud is. And we watched as that piece of land started being carved like a piece of cake falling down. And we watched it get carved. And we watched every bit of that land he was cheated out of, destroyed and washed down, washed down that river. We stood there and watched it together and realized that's the hand of God. Right. Right. Esteem the words of his mouth more than your necessary food. That's where your safety is. That's where your family's safety is. That's where your hope is. Okay? Your hope isn't in your larders. Your hope isn't in your guns, in your ammunition. Your hope isn't in any of that stuff. Your hope is being a righteous person before a righteous God. Okay? That's what your hope is. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning And he longs to return to the Lord As he cries for forgiveness and mercy you have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.